Chair. This is Flux Pose, episode 197, recorded on January 30th, 2018 on the docket today. We've got RL, but most importantly, we've got Netflixation featuring Netflix's own Bright. Get caught up on what you play in featuring Sea of Thieves and Cuphead. Finally, I'm going to close out this here show with the community grab bag and that sweet, sweet awkward finish. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and enjoy of the show. <laughs> I can't come in with an intro. Oh my goodness, Lucas is having so much fun tonight. He's having so much fun. Everything is going, falling to pieces on him, and I love it. Welcome to Flux to Bose, episode 197. Happy to have you guys listening, happy to have you watching. Most importantly, you know, you can forget about the State of the Union here in the U.S. tonight, and you can just hang out with us on the old yeah. YouTubes. And That's true. We don't need. We'll, we'll state our state of the flexposed union. That's right. I am Jason. <laughs> he is Lucas. He's still coughing. Welcome to Flexposed. We're happy again. Happy to have you here. Yep. Got the good docket rundown. We've got all yeah. the things popping. All the all the all the stuff. All the dockets and the video and the flim flam and the Jello pudding pop. You see. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Well, uh, to give you a peek behind the scenes, we've been trying to look at some better ways to do the old video streaming of the here podcast. And uh, we had a temporary, we have a new program that Lucas is messing with, but apparently it, it doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to separate his audio. So we are unable to stream uh, music, music separately from his audio, which proves a problem for our little pre-show you know, our pre-show uh, intro and uh, Netflixation. Well, not Netflixation, yeah. but Overclocked Remix, you know, things like that. So we'll have to, we'll have to continue to test that. But, uh, you know, we're trying to give you a premium, a more premium experience, a premium product for your your enjoyment. You That's know? true. Very frustrating. We're, we're all about we're all about a premium product here at Flexibles. We never we never skimp or cut quarters or put out something that that's less than that by any no. Many stretch of the imagination. So, Lucas, welcome, welcome back. <clears throat> Hi, it's nice. We survived our first guest on a live show, and we here did. You are. I feel like that Happy. show started easier and better than this one, but you're gonna have that. I uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have that. <clears throat> yeah, y'all. And whenever I hear that, I just think of that tech TV clip. I don't know why. He doesn't even say you're going to have that, but I just, oh, wait, he does. He does. For anyone unfamiliar, you need to look at, if you Google search or just go on YouTube, do a YouTube search, go for tech TV. Uh, I don't even know what, what do you call it. Like ultimate tech TV. A fail. I guess you could say fail. fail I have it I right guess. here. I have it right here. Um, This guy has like a, what, what is it? It's like a, a it's very the oldest old piece form of. of uh, recording, I believe. Yeah, 
and it, it breaks <laughs> right for live on so air. This is a uh. one of a kind piece. There's no other one like this particular one in the world. And you can see the tracks go this way. And um, it's really cool because it, it records much Look more accurately than. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Um, well, that does happen every that once does in a while. Happen. That does happen. Can't that, be good. That it is. Uh, now, uh, is, is, are I you just done with that? Yeah, I'm no, done with that. No, that can't happen. Apparently, we're really done with that one. Oh, my God. That's, that's I love what it. would happen to That's That's our podcast in a nutshell, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, sh shoot. <laughs> well, that's that. That's that. It's all ruined now. So, anywho, let's why don't we get the show going here? Let's talk sure. a little. Let's talk a little IRL. Let's talk some fun. Let's talk what's going on, Lucas. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week in the life. It has. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, not a lot happening, but I did have one thing to talk about, and it's a little, it's a little serious, but I think it'll be all right. Ooh. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with my health for once, except for I stubbed my toe. You saw the picture of that. That was freaking. I did see that. That was the worst I've ever stubbed my toe. Half my, half my, I don't know, the, the toe next to your pinky toe, your ring, your ring toe. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll call it the ring toe for <laughs> ring proper toe, definition. Ring toe sounds like something you would get from walking like barefoot in the, the sh gym or something. <laughs> <laughs> God, real pat, real bad case of ring toe. So, um, we, last Sunday we went to a class on um dedication for uh like your uh christian dedication where you dedicate your child and i see i didn't understand what it was at first i thought it was dedicating your your kid to um like god basically <laughs> jason's okay i'll come back to the, i'll lower. come back to the i'll come back to the conversation now. okay well no i i I have no problems admitting that I'm not particularly religious and I don't care if other people are. I really have no problem with it whatsoever. My wife is Christian. Um, she's just recently getting back into like church and everything. Yeah. Kind of um, rediscovering that side of spirituality. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. You know, you go through your 20s and it's like, well, I was forced to go to church when I was a kid. So you kind of don't want to anymore. But then you get older and you're like, you kind of realize the the benefits of going to church i suppose um so i don't i don't if you know if you're not religious if you are religious whatever i don't care so we went to this class and it helped me understand exactly what it would be to dedicate isaac to god basically and um basically all you're saying is you're not you're not saying you're raising him christian because that was my biggest fear was like oh no i I don't want to make that choice for him when he's not even old enough to talk, you know, yet, mm -hmm. or at least really communicate something like that. Um, yeah. but they, they said really more, it's that you are telling the church that you're going to, um, basically ask for God's help in raising your child that you raise him, uh, the right way I get, or I don't want to say the right way, but in a, in a way that gives him a good set of morality and, and that type of thing. So, um, so sorry, go ahead. No, I was, oh. I was just agreeing with what you were saying. 
Um, sorry, Mike says, then you have a kid and then you make them go. <laughs> um, so, you know, I struggled with that a bit and I know this is a little heavy, but it's, it's also, it's real quote unquote. So well, yeah. I know some people struggle with, you know, that, and I have definitely struggled with, you know, am I Christian? Am I agnostic? You know, whatever. So, uh, after talking and meeting, a, uh, with the person who kind of handles all that, like does the information and does part of the dedication, doesn't actually do the dedication, but sets it up basically so that it, it runs smoothly. Um, she was very much like I am, which was like, she didn't have her kid dedicated until he was eight because they weren't sure if they wanted to do it. Her husband's not religious, et cetera, et cetera. So I felt a lot more comfortable after, after meeting and, um, uh, we're going to, we're going to do it uh, in February, the end of February. Uh, we'll go up there and, um, do it, which is a, it's a weird, uh, experience for me or will be because I'm not used yeah, to well, going yeah. to church really. Um, but what I thought it was is when you accept, uh, they say like accept the Lord into your heart or whatever. And that actually was done to me at a very young age when I was like 10. Uh, I remember doing that, but I didn't know what it meant. And I, there were a lot of adults around. So I was, I felt like I was expected to do it. And mm -hmm. so I think that's like where some of my hesitancy comes from with that type of thing. And so that's what I was thinking of was like, he was going to go up there and be like, you know, you're, you're coming to church uh, for, for the rest of your, I know this is Catholic, but you're coming to church for the rest of your life or whatever. <laughs> yep. First sin, first sin you do get the hell out. You're going straight to hell. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm so, I'm so, I would compare it almost to going to any other church of any other denomination outside of Christianity, even that's how much I know about, you know, faith and, uh, religion in general. So, uh, but like I told Dana, I said, I would do it to support her decision and, uh, cause it's half her decision as well. And to support Isaac, because one day, you know, that'll be a, an important question. Why, why doesn't daddy come to church with us? Why doesn't he want to be, um, and I go every once in a while, so it's not, why like, doesn't daddy uh, want to go to heaven? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and I think people get that confused. I, uh, we've had talks about it, not Danette and I, but also other people. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it gets confused with like, Oh, you're just lazy. You just don't want to go to church cause you don't want to wake up in the morning. And it's like, no, it's an actual <laughs> religious well, no, I don't belief, wake up in the morning, but that's not, that's not the reason why this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I feel weird if I don't personally believe something to take part in something of a religion that I'm not, that I don't identify with, you know what I mean? It'd be like, it, to me, it'd be like no different than pretending like I was part of another culture, like rap culture or something like that. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't listen to rap music, but I really like the clothes hey, or whatever. You didn't choose <laughs> the thug life. The thug life chose you. That's okay? true. That's true. That's what you need to remember. That's true. I, I didn't want to bust those skulls and drink 40s, but I had to do it to survive, obviously. It's tough out there. I feel like I'm a better person for it. So <laughs> on that note, yeah, so it'll happen. So I'll have some interesting things. I They showed us an example. We'll be up there for like five minutes probably. So it's okay. really no big deal. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do it and, and, and that'll be that. And good thing and, you've uh, done all this, this professional podcasting to prepare yourself for the, <laughs> the, the inevitable public speaking that might take place during oh, said events. Thankfully, no. All I have to say is we will. <laughs> do you agree? Uh, yes, I do. Is that another Verners you're joining tonight? No, this is a, this is, um, all these versions oh, of LaCroix. Ah, the cheap life, yeah, the cheap water. You know what's sad about these? I uh, We don't often take our cans back to Aldi because it's just too much trouble. Um, so I just kind of end up throwing them away half the time because they've they've cluttered. They've started amassing. I don't a- even amassing. think the new Aldi that we go to even has a machine for returns. We have. Unless the, ours has one and it's like always broken. Yeah, that's the one in Jenison <laughs> was like that, yeah. Always broken. Always broken. Uh, sorry, Mike. I do want to. I do want to wear your Jurassic Park T-shirt to uh, to the uh, dedication of my son, since it's such an important event. Uh, we know that Jurassic Park T-shirt is is a great piece of. That's like th- Mike's version of the. T-shirt He's a man of the cloth. <laughs> that cloth being a Jurassic Park T-shirt. Yes. Exactly. You know, one time, you know, I were talking about bottle returns. One time, I worked at the, you know that the one gas station outside of Greenville, and that's only mm-hmm. applicable to Lucas. No one else here will understand that. <laughs> but we had one of those single, you know, can return machines. And one time, it was all, it kept jamming up all the time. So one time, I took it upon myself to like try to fix it. So I literally had that thing apart, and I was like inside the machine. Oh my God, just, it's just sticky and gross smelling everywhere. i can only i mean it's uh, on the outside it's bad enough i can only imagine what it must be like bad the on the outside <laughs> it'll keep you warm <laughs> so yeah that was my big news oh well there you go uh well <laughs> my turn is it, is it my turn then um i'm still going to the gym nice three days a week Good which job. is why I'm unfortunately why this is not beer. This is just a ton of water. <laughs> just like, a ton of I vodka. I try to drink a, a gallon of water a day, which is it's with this thing. It's a lot easier than you think. This is 48 ounces. So I only got to drink like just over two of these and. And you're set. You're set. It's uh, it's going all right. It, it stinks getting up at five. Like tomorrow, I got to get up at five in the morning. I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll probably eventually incorporate another another day in there. I started using the strong app yeah strong aaron, lift aaron chat's telling me i need to man up he's right i do aaron i do uh, no it's not strong lifts it's just called strong um they advertise it on a red wings podcast i listen to i think it's in part it's part of the whole strong lifts um thing because that's built Eco-sphere. in here as well but they have it's a you know a workout tracker the free version they have a premium version as well but i don't want to pay for a subscription so i like Fuck figured no. i should at least start tracking my workout so i can you know right. uh gain appropriately on <laughs> weights and things of that nature so uh it's been going well you know I and mean, it's it feels nice and like what i was telling just when we were talking about it um it's the i think the real benefit is this is the first time in a while that i've been able to just i'm i'm going and doing something for me like coming down here and podcasting and playing video games that's one thing but i'm like i'm still like i'm really actively like engaged in what i'm doing so i you know it's relaxing but in in a way i don't like relax you know so i go in the Mm -hmm. gym and i'm either listening to a podcast or i'm listening to a playlist i can just like completely zone out and i'm like in that whole state plus i'm probably in a different persona in the gym than in my normal life 
ever. Like I'm not really testosterone driven or, you know, like alpha male anyway, but when I'm in you're, the gym, you're not when pumping I'm like, iron in front of the uh, <laughs> mirror and going, no, like if you and I, if you and I were in the gym together, I totally imagine it's like that one Geico commercial when the guys are like lifting and every time the camera cuts back to the one guy, he's progressively getting huger and huger. And he's like, that's right, bro, potato chip or bro, Montana. And they keep saying all these nicknames for one another. That's what we would be like. But he's getting a sweet um, pump off that. <laughs> exactly. So that that's like the big benefit. I think it's, it's 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 time for me. It's like my own time, you know, away from the family, away from the house, away from work, away from this desk, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the huge you. benefit of it. So I uh, I really I'm enjoying that that side of things. And as the chats pointed out, you know, um, why work out if I'm not drinking to give me <laughs> something to work out for? And I, I am still drinking. I haven't cut out beer altogether. I'm just not drinking tonight. I wanted to. I still have a couple of beers left. I still have a, a Miller High Life, I think. I mean, <gasps> the champagne. Whoa. A beer. You know, what can I say? Uh, moving on like that, I talked last week's episode about a date night with me and the yes. wife. Let's just say that this went spectacularly wrong. Oh, yeah. That reminds me did, of, yeah. We did not. So we, we made plans to go see I, Tanya. Um, at the time before yes. we made we we went to see this, it was only playing at the Urban Institute of Contemporary Arts, which is located in downtown Grand Rapids, the city that Lucas and I resided. Uh, since that point, it is now playing another theater, so that opened it up. But we made plans; we're going to go downtown on Friday night. Mother-in-law came over. Aiden was in bed. Hop in the car. We go downtown. Uh, I think we got down there about seven thirty. No, it's like seven fifteen. I think the showing started at. Um, excuse me, 7.45-ish, and the showing started at 8. Um, we drove around for 20 minutes and not could not find a single parking spot. Uh, that's why I hate going downtown. 20 minutes. We just drove laps around. And, you know, downtown, a series of one-way streets. and like, Let me... Every parking lot or garage, full. Within feel... adequate wow, walking really? distance. Like, it just isn't... Yeah, just isn't too comfortable walking long distances downtown because unfortunately there are some seedy spots in our downtown area, and um, you have a couple um, homeless missions here and there, and then um, we have a lot of um, panhandling that goes on. See, it just makes her uncomfortable being approached, especially at night, which I don't blame her being approached by individuals. Um, so we, you know, kind of wanted to avoid that. So we we're left with a limited um window to park within and then literally as we were driving around like four times as we came around the corner we saw the brake lights of a car that had just gotten a spot oh like, no on the street side so finally like we go down um Ionia which is right you know where GRBC you know that the you know the bar the big the popular bar strip mm-hmm. we see a spot so I go out across do this big loop round to come around through the one away blah 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 do the turns do the Hachiroku my way in there's a spot we pull in park We're like yes we got one right out front prime parking just gets out her parking app and it says unavailable and sure enough we look and there's a sign no parking between 7 p.m. and 3 a.m. We're like son of a bitch so yeah. we're just like finally we're just like because by the time we would have found a spot, it, we wouldn't have had a spot. So we're like, forget it. Um, so we ended up going out to, well, we already had eaten dinner. So we drove out into Hudsonville. There's this really good uh, 
farm to table restaurant, fairly new that we've had food from a, several, a couple times. I haven't been there yet. It's called um, Sonder. Um, really good. All farm, like I said, farm to table. So we sat at the bar there and I got, um, we had, uh, we shared an appetizer and then we got dessert and they had a M43 on tap. So oh, I, nice. I had, I had that, which I have to say, I kind of prefer it out of the can. I didn't care for it on draft that much. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's something with the way the flavors are out of the can or maybe because it's too cold on tap. I don't know. That could be. Yeah. But for our non-Michigander friends, that is an N E IPA. So Josh, it'd probably be a style that you would, you would fancy. I had, Uh, um, I had their boss tweed on tap and I actually think I like that better. Um, I haven't seen any of the, any beer except that from them. So I'm looking, I would love to try something else from that brewery. Similar style. Uh, I don't know what the difference is or same style. Uh, and I think it's like part of that line cause the can looks the same and everything. Okay. And, and there's one other one that they do that is also an NEIPA. Good stuff. Some advertising property. That's old nation yep. brewing company, right? Yep. 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 I can't remember what uh, city they're out of here, but, um, so that was good. The food was awesome. We had got, had great dessert and we still had a good time. So that was some, you know, the important part we kind of improvised and had, um, no, we will not speak of New England in this chat. Uh, you know, had <laughs> fun right. on, the, on an evening that went less than stellar. It turns out um, Jeff Dunham was performing at the Van Andel. I was so wondering what part, the hell was so going that's on. So part, that's part of what was going on. And I can't, we looked up, there was like some other event going on as well. So it was just like, whatever. So next time we said, well, next time, I guess we'll just take a an Uber or Lyft because by the time you pay for parking anyway. I that's mean, true. Yeah. Might as well. so, we, so we might just do that. But then we'll probably get hit with, they're crazy fair hikes, you know, but yeah, I guess it depends on the cost, but I guess that's one thing to do. And then you don't have to worry about a driving afterwards. And then, uh, you don't worry about parking if you didn't drive a, you know, a vehicle there in the first place. Or just go to a normal theater like everybody else and say (laughs) your damn urban contemporary arts for. (laughs) Well, that's, that's the thing. Now I looked it up. Now I looked it up and it's playing at the theater in the mall. That's five minutes from my house. And it's like, yeah, I was wondering about that because I remember you saying that. And when I was looking to go to a movie, I was like, oh, this is playing. But it's weird because like those the movies that are um, uh, Oscar nominated are kind of like rotating through all of the um, celebration theaters that we have around us. So you can catch like one or two of them at at each theater, but you can't you couldn't go like I couldn't go to the one near me and uh see all of them in a week i'd have to wait until they rotated the movies out yeah um so yeah i think i tanya is there now maybe i don't know yeah but it was coming it was coming it was it was a alpine river town celebration north it was at a bunch of places last time i looked so it's disappointing but uh if worst case Jess really wants to see it. So worst case, I'll just watch Aiden so she can go. And then uh, last thing that happened, I had a bunch of family. Well, not a bunch of family, but I mean, I had my my dad, my stepmom, my brother, his uh, fiance, their son, which is my my nephew, who is just barely a month old. And then my my other brother came over um, for a little visit last Sunday. And then I did all the cooking. I got the grill out. You know, I made burgers and then like um it's entertaining my family really gets makes me anxious and i was like i was having like a, a mini panic attack just dealing with because i'm like i'm getting the food out i'm getting the food for the dog running out doing the grill sorry coming back checking something else it was just like i'm trying i was trying to do way too many things at once and i made the mistake of not reaching out to jess to be like hey can you just help me out with something here instead i'm like 
getting all the food and then I'm serving all the food and then everyone's eating and I'm still running around doing everything. And it's like when finally everyone left, I was just like, you know, just like, I don't want to move again ever at all off this couch. It's weird because like when Jess's family is over, I'm not like that but with my family. I'm like, and I, I don't know. I think it's because like my family is like more loud and obnoxious and talks about horrible things things and yeah well and that like, you feel like literally literally garrett came over <laughs> walks in sits down on the floor and then lifts his leg and rips one i was just like uh, <laughs> that didn't take long well yeah i'll no. never forget the night of um my god like i remember so many people just being like can you stop farting please and he's yeah, like my brother my brother well my brother i was raised this way too but i i like grew out of it at an appropriate age but my dad like my dad very much thinks farts are fun, are fun. So my brother's what, 27 and still believes farting is the funnest thing to do. <laughs> and just the more you can push one out, the better it's, uh, and he, and uh, no offense to Garrett, but then sometimes he wonders why his, why his marriage didn't quite work out. And, I mean, hey babe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, honey. <laughs> it's gotta get old, you know? gotta get old fast so that's uh that's irl for me booyah booyah Booyah, yeah that too all those things so um this will be interesting because this is our first live show with the netflixation i was gonna try Um, to play the trailer if you wanted to Ooh, all right you can do that i would just want to do a disclaimer for anyone that is watching the show live we are probably going to be some spoiler light territory so if you haven't watched bright or don't and care about getting it spoiled for you you probably want to check out for a half hour or so but if you don't care we'll just stick around and we're just going to talk about the movie and you know all those good things bullshit so. around like we normally do that's right bullshittery and shenanigans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep okay uh- should I just play the trailer now? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just waiting for you to do that. I was oh, like, why okay. is he? <laughs> All right, here we go. Enjoy my, um, enjoy my, uh, non activated windows there in the side. <laughs> I was like, I can't see the trailer. Fairy lives don't matter today. That's it right there. I'll take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along uh. and have a good life. Mm. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity at? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. Boy, it's okay. You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Ward. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love to have face. Do not wink at me like that. <laughs> I kind of like want to watch this again already just because I don't know why. Just do. Spoilers. Guess we know how you feel about it. <laughs> Those skeletons look cool as fuck. Is that? That's a 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. First, I was like, what skeletons is he even talking about? I was like, oh, those ones right there. <laughs> well, yeah, not full skeletons. Kind of an interesting mix of cast that we had on this too. Yeah. Not afraid of the dark. Magic one. We have to secure it. I'm already knowing that nobody got my back. They don't teach that at the academy. No, they do not. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. They're gonna keep coming. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. Let's do it. That part was cool. <laughs> yeah. He like rolled a critical success on that one. Oh, I saw your desktop for a split second. Oh no! Spoilers. Not all my por pornography. <laughs> oh my red tube. Oh my on Netflix. Oh, gotta get that album. Gotta get that album. That's right. All right, there we go. That was the trailer. Only on Netflix. Right. December 22nd. Everywhere. Let's so, talk about that's it. That's what we watch. That's what we watch. We're going to talk about it now. So, <coughs> again, this is your last warning. If you don't want uh, spoilers for Bright, turn back now. Get out now. Get while you out. still can. This is not going I to go. I was just going to say that. You son of a bitch. You think... That's like the new uh, Punch It Chewy for some reason, even though not as good, but yeah, quite a, a bit more applicable, I guess. What about the next Chewy? We're home. We're home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right. so uh, as you can see, our Netflixation is bright. Uh, probably the, I think it's safe to say, the, the first like big budget film Netflix original that we've seen released on the platform. Yeah. Um, one of them, anyway. I think. I think. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into it as we only do here on Flexibles. It's been a while. We haven't done a Netflixation in a bit, it feels like. No, it's been a little over a month, I think. So we didn't, uh, we skipped in, uh, in December. So. so let us begin. As always, we'd like to give a little plot breakdown of the film. Um, the trailer kind of sets it up pretty nicely. Uh, Will Smith's character is a a cop recently returning to the LAPD after some time away from a injury sustained on duty, which was um, cause which they believe was due to neg negligence of his partner, um, which causes some a big was, theme in this. He was getting a burrito. Come on, <laughs> hey, man. You got it. That's right. That's pretty key, um, and that that comes up to a, a major theme of this film is the um, exploration of race relations and of that nature. But um, yes, so he returns to the force he's, and um, they get, they're out on patrol. They uh, get called. They're like the first uh, squad on, on that can respond to a call on scene. And then they uncover what uh, discover a, a magic wand, which unravels this whole bigger plot twist of, of uh, you're a wizard, uh, Harry. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, a species of elf. Uh, well, not she's not even a species of elf, but a, a, an elf that has the ability of what they call bright, which is what uh, they refer to as magic users in this. Yeah. In this alternate doesn't have to be Los a, Angeles. an elf, but it doesn't have to be an elf. Usually but. is. Yeah. So uh, there's. I don't know. Then it basically becomes a chase film for the rest of it. You know, they're trying to protect her while avoiding the bad guys and all the zany antics that happen. It was before I forget to say this. It reminded me because when you said chase, it's like the Warriors is mashed up with Fifth Element. (laughs) And Shadowrun. Yeah. But then put Shadowrun on top of it. Uh, Yeah. That's really good. Um, because it is, comparison. they get stuck in the in a city where they can't go too far because the wand won't let them. The wand doesn't let you get too far away from the owner, so um, they have yeah, to they kind of... run about the city, getting chased by gangs, and everyone the wants warriors to kill them. mixed with the fifth element, mixed with Shadowrun with cops. There you go. <laughs> that's, the, that's the mashup. And that's why um, I was all sweaty. I thought. One thing that bugged me a little bit was with the the plot, well, the theme, I guess, was the way that they handled the uh, racism. It felt a little heavy handed, like. Oh, it definitely was. <laughs> they could have cut like the first ten minutes out because I think nobody. I mean, we're mo- we already are dealing with racism, and we don't have other species to deal with as far as that's concerned. So you don't need to explain to me that you know, the addition of elves, orcs, and uh, whatever else is going to cause racism among uh, species as well. So it definitely was a little heavy-handed there, uh, and I I felt like it was a little detrimental to the beginning of the film Mm because it felt a little long to me. Um, Yeah, that gets hammered home a little too much, I think. I think I could I could agree with that. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's I was worried at like starting out because I you, you kind of get that. And from early reactions, I saw from people chatting about this online that, you know, uh, like, is that going to be all this, you know, film tries to deal with? Um, and I feel like it, it, it wasn't as. Or maybe I just got used to it as the film progressed, but I felt like it wasn't. Um, I guess it took a backseat a little bit as it went yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like or it did I just lower. got caught up in in the story or the action. And not that the story was a, a huge part of this um, this movie, but I don't I don't think it's definitely not a, a groundbreaking. It's it, um, you start to have but, fun though once the once it gets yeah. all the the backstory and everything out of the yeah. way at the beginning. Um, yeah. I feel like um, Josh says uh, out of place for that type of movie. And I think that you can put bits and pieces in there, um, but because we're not really familiar with the world beyond, hey, there's elves and orcs in it as well, and magic, um, it it's weird to bring it to the forefront like that. Like, it's weird to make that type of movie talking about racism as one of its, like, one of the two themes, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. one of the main themes of the movie. It's like, 
I don't know. It just, it, it's a, it's just a little too weird to be like, let's stop worrying about racism in our world for a while. And we'll talk about racism in this fantasy world. So I, I could see if they put a little bit of that in there, but they leaned a little too much on it for my taste. And it kind of, it was just a little bit weird. I, I felt like kind of an, yeah, trying, trying to put it in such a lighthearted setting. Like you do with the, the, the fantasy <laughs> elements that you know, can try to make it, you know, they can balance it out in that that way, shape or form. Any other any other um, themes or anything like that you'd like to bring to notice? You're you're always much. I always defer to you because you're always much better at at uh, picking these out of films than I think than myself well, personally. I mean, I don't know. Racism was such a, a a big part of it that the rest of it is your typical, you know, uh, MacGuffin story about who's going to get the the wand. Yeah. Um, and I don't think necessarily that's where this in the plot or this, any of the themes, that's not where this film shines for me at all. Honestly, I think the plot was pretty weak. It makes sense, but there's nothing new really going on. Um, but it does set up some, uh, some interesting interactions with stuff down the road, like with uh, the acting and the characters and stuff. Yeah. So, well, let's just talk about the acting and the characters yeah, then. Um, I, Say what you will about Will Smith, man. He's still got it. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel bad because some of the early, the early, I don't know what the bulk of people feel about this. And I don't, I think it looks like critically it's been, it's been pretty harsh. Um, but like from the, the fan perspective, it's been much more positive. And like, I feel like, um, I don't know for what it, for what this film is, I think it's all, I thought it was good. I mean, um, especially you got to give it up to, you know, it, I don't know. I, I just thought the acting was good. And I mean, you know, I'm sure like some of the dialogue and stuff like that isn't like, you know, mind blowing. But I mean, I thought I was, I, it was believable for me for everyone as their part. I mean, I think you got to give a huge shout out to Joel Edgerton for, for yeah, a, a to just go through probably what the the makeup routine routine he had to go through each day for shooting. But I mean, well, I'm sure emoting uh, through that that facial makeup is difficult, but he did a pretty good job, all things considered. Yeah. Like Jacoby, I thought was one of the more interesting characters. Um, I I felt like unfortunately they they didn't do a great job of. I could have I could have gone with some more development. Uh, I think on. Um, or female lead, and I, I can't, I can't think of her name. It's been, uh, you know, a bit. So, so it escapes me a bit because maybe Lay- we get a little bit of <laughs> Layla. <laughs> Layla. I mean, we get a little bit of backstory Lilu. on her, but you know, I guess it was just like a really slow burn. But how that that's developed. But I think I thought the acting was really well, and especially I think they made like a good way, like like the. The, just the not I guess I want to say supporting supporting cast, but just like the variety of, of extras and things like that they had in this nature really gave the the city some further life outside of our main characters, albeit very gritty and dark. I mean, we mostly had a a gang and then a lot of a lot of orcs. But from what I learned, the majority of Los Angeles in this film is they're like it. I mean, it's total shadow run rave party scene. I mean, that's what. Uh, yeah a lot of this was but it as far as like the uh the characters go i feel like 
the most interesting was Jacoby. Um, mm-hmm. I think just from like, uh, that's like a character I'd like to, to get to know better. I think Will Smith's acting for, um, God, what's his name? Daryl Ward. Um, that was the same Daryl. Yeah. Daryl Ward. Uh, oh yeah. Ward yeah. kind of, I think it enhances what that character was supposed to be. Um, because you know, during the, the course of the movie, he makes the shift that they kind of really do become partners to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and I think what I like best is when those two are interacting. That's the strong part of this whole movie is to see like he goes from not really liking are we friends, him. Ward? No, yeah, no. Friends. Uh, they go from like he he jokes with them, but in kind of a mean way, to joking with them in more of a like yeah we're like yeah we're friends now um, type of type of way. He kind of has think... that character development throughout the film where he comes, you know, full circle and, you know, yeah. accepts him as, as a, as an actual partner an actual person. Oh, I'll say person in the term, but not just the second class citizen that he's going to look down upon and forced to be around because of his, his job. Right. Right. And I think that he did a good job of elevating that, that character. Um, because that's a tough one. You know, yeah. like basically he's a racist at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and it's like if you I mean, it's it's easier to forgive that when it's an orc that you're talking about that we don't have orcs. But I mean, essentially, in this world, he's a racist and we have to come to like him. And eventually you do. And uh, I think part of that is because as far I don't know if it's written this way or if it was just like Will Smith being like, hey, I'm Will Smith. I'm going to say this line however I want to. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> but he, oh, uh, I think he, <laughs> well, it's the best one. Um, I think, he, you know, he was able to bring more to that character than may have originally been there. I don't know. But he definitely helped it out. The most annoying character, no question, was Lelou, which that's what I'm going to call her now because she's Le- totally... Le- Le- Fifth element, uh, Lelou, uh, Lelou or whatever her name is. Um, very, very annoying. I hated her character type, you know, like the way she's acting all weird and like, she's never seen the world before we get a Mm -hmm. hint that that may have been true, but then when her character shifts at the end and you find more about where she came from, it doesn't really have the impact that the way she acted for more than half of the movie yeah. Um, let me. T- I, I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed in the the villains, as well. You know, we have two two throwaway sidekicks, and then our our sorceress. They did a know, lot of character. staring. They did a lot of staring. Yeah. That's the problem with elves. You make elves the way that you would expect, because that's exactly how elves are in Shadowrun. To the for the most part, they're um, you know uppity and which is weird because. You know, there's plenty of diversity anywhere you look. It's weird to think that every single elf is going to be uppity and an a-hole to anybody who's not an elf. But um, I just, I don't know. I they're I always they're always, it, it's true, and most a lot of fantasy they're always the the higher oh. race. You know, yeah, they're always, they were sta- that they wrote themselves into a corner because they had to look all cool and badass. So they're always like staring and upset without saying anything, and it's like. <laughs> All right. Like 
that bad guy only really works when it's like Darth Maul. And then there's the, 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 the guiding behind that the true evil when yeah. they're just the implement. And I do want to say, thank God that the FBI didn't end up being secretly bad guys, because that would have been the most obnoxious turn of events. Right. Uh, anytime like FBI or police or military are involved in something that, the main characters are on the other side of it's always, they end up being the dicks. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this Will Smith shot up or, uh, whatever his character name is, uh, Daryl Ward end up, sh- ends up shooting five cops or whatever. Um, you know, and like, those were the bad guys, but for the yeah. most part it was, Hey, you weeded out some, um, some corruption within the force, not every single cop, in this force is bad and right. I'm going to quit the police force or whatever. So that was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, well, let's keep going for the sake of time. Let's talk about dialogue. Um, I think it's tough to go in some directions because, you know, obviously the subject matter here, but I think like the, like some of the conversation, like some of the best conversations like what you mentioned is what happens between Ward and Jacoby. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know but it's it's tough to for me it's tough to talk about believable conversation when we have such a outlandish when you yeah know. you write an elf character who speaks in like you know yeah. proper proper english and everything and it sounds very forced to somebody like us who wouldn't you know wouldn't talk without slang or something like that mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean like you said yeah i totally agree the I most mean, of the dialogue was fine most of what was written yeah. and said was fine. Nothing I mean, this 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 crazy. film doesn't doesn't rely on the on the dialogue to really. It's not it's not a heavy you know dialogue heavy that needs it to drive the. It's not drama linen, you know. It doesn't need yeah. the dialogue to really carry a lot That's of the performance. It very much relies on the action and the the set pieces going on. What did you? We talked a little bit about direction, maybe with pacing. I thought, like you said, I think the 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 it takes a bit for this film to really too you know, long. Likes and get yeah, it takes too long. I would have uh I would have edited re-edited the first like 30 minutes I think because again, we know that this is uh what kind of world this is. I have a hard mm-hmm. time believing people who aren't into fantasy movies necessarily are going to watch this without at least having some inkling as to like what an elf is and what an orc is, you know what I mean? Like we see them in their their habitats here like how they are in the the normal world so to speak. Let's let's get away from from that and let's get to I think the movie really kind of started off when they finally he finally gets back to the police um, um, station and is, is able to like dress up and he's talking to or, you know, suit up and he's uh, talking to his uh, the people he ends up shooting later. And they're yeah. basically being like horrible while Jacoby can still hear them waiting outside, yeah, right you know, and yeah. that's when I was like, oh, OK, like that's a good example of like the racism done well. Give me more of that. Don't give me, you know, Will Smith and his wife talking about, you know, the the orcs next door and how bad things are in the world and everything. Give me better examples. So um, but yeah, the pacing was a little off. Uh, but it finally does pick up steam. It's like a yeah. train is just kind of chugging along. Yeah, I think once, finally... it, once it picks up, you're good. It's just you have to get to that point, you know, at first. So I, I agree with you there. 
I think before we get into the technicals, I think I just want to reiterate, I think that this movie is kind of a stepping stone. I would I would like to see a second one made, but honestly, I'd like a better writer to come in who could craft a better story. Like we have characters now. Give me some world building and give me some uh, like like villains that are actually worth watching. Give me a, a story that's not just about like, you know, this wand, so to speak. Because, right too. The Dark Lord returns. <laughs> well, yeah. And what's 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 that's the like that, those were the interesting things. And like you never really see the Dark Lord. Um, so that never really feels like that big of a problem. The whole they talk about brights and everything, and it doesn't really seem that common, but like the way the magic works is kind of weird. So I, you know what I mean? Like the, the rules of how magic works in this world, it seems like it's just all encompassing and you can just do whatever you want. So I'd like to see some more world building a little bit more lore. Um, and then give me like a second movie where we don't have to set up who the characters are. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'd like to see that go, whether it does or not, you know, who knows? Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, talking about the design side of things, we're going to focus on cinematography. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> if we're looking at was, like, go ahead. I was going to say, I just thought it was serviceable for an action yeah. movie. You can actually see what's happening for once. Yeah, for an action movie that's set at night in rainy Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot. I mean, you can definitely get into problems where it's going to be too muddy. You know, you're not going to be able to see things well, or I I don't think that was a problem. Um, nothing really uh, – here's the thing. Nothing stood out to me as being – as glaring one way or another. So I think that's a good thing because I think that means, you know, it – You can like focus you said, on it was movie. serviceable. It doesn't, yeah. you know, doesn't have an issue. I think it, it fit well. I thought the action – like, I like the way things flowed with – when we did have the action sequences. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, Josh. He says, uh, reminiscent of training day. And it does, it feels more like bad boys two than it does, um, shadow run 2049 or 43 or whatever. Yeah. 20 XX. Um, production design. I think that is definitely a highlight for the film. Um, the costumes, the, the, the makeup work. I think I love the, like, I like the, you know, it would be really, because let's face it, what most people know orcs as, you know, two probably heavy references now, especially since there was a movie, is Warcraft and Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. You know, and I think this does, you know, this is familiar feeling, yet new, you know, they didn't go down that same pathway. And and I think, feel like they are similar in appearance from the Shadowrun orcs in terms of design, design, aren't they? The only difference is that they didn't have hair. I would have liked to see them with hair. I know it seems weird, but it gives them a little bit more visual, um, difference. And, and I didn't, I didn't like that idea at first, but then when you think of like, why wouldn't they have hair? It, it yeah. just seems weird not to see them with hair. The one yeah. thing that bugged me was that every single orc was covered head to toe except for their heads and their hands because they probably didn't want to have to do a lot of body work to save time. But it did yeah. feel like every single person was just wearing like long sleeve coat and or like long sleeve jersey or whatever. Like boo style jerseys <laughs> is what I – Yeah, you didn't I see imagine. too many orcs out – there was just the one, uh, the driver uh, – when they went into into the elf world or whatever. Um, 
That's the only I one like you how see outside of like gangster yeah. wear. I like how they demonstrated too, like like how much more powerful the orcs were than the other races too. Like we see yeah. Jacoby getting slammed into a cooler by a vehicle. Yeah. You know? That part and was just cool. When, when, and when he finally like went beast mode, when you know he stopped being a pacifist and he really like he started getting aggressive and he's just like throwing guys and you know, <laughs> yeah. it was just that was really cool. He <laughs> just see. reminded me um, when he says, Ooh, I get the big gun. Ward's like, no, never mind. The amazing Um, shotgun, the Ward shotgun that never ran out of shells. Yeah, well, except for the you know the the very last moment when it couldn't, when it had to. I I thought, and then with with the elves, I feel like you're pretty limited on with elves. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, they did enough. I mean, it was like, oh, they live in the nice part of town where it's all you know high high rises and filled with you know, shopping malls where you couldn't afford anything and yeah. fashion and stuff. I, I do think, like, again, I do like that class separation they created with all that too. Yeah. I think they, it's almost like the opposite of um, like dragon age when the elves are the ones who are oppressed in that game. And so they make these alien age, alien ages, alien ages, they call them where they like, you know, they're basically just ghettos where they put all of the elves in one spot here. It's like turned on its head where the elves are actually like, higher than anybody else. So they have their own walled off palaces and basically, mm-hmm. and then everybody else has to live in the, the shithole. But, uh, I think they did a good job of making a believable fantasy world where, you know, it was like regular cars and trucks. There wasn't anything, um, sci-fi about that. There wasn't anything sci-fi about, um, much of the world itself or the technology, it was just that magic came to the world right. and uh, races. And that was the only yeah. difference, really. And I thought that was kind of a nice spin because like, Shadowrun yeah. is definitely, you know, three times above yeah. the regular world. I mean, it's like a parallel universe of our own that's very much in the same yeah. mold, you know? Exactly. Not... Wasn't too hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about musical score. Um, again, for me, I, I don't remember much of the score. I don't it has been a few, It has been a couple of weeks since I watched it. So, um, I, I, I think I'm going to go to the same thing. Like I talked with cinema, so, you know, cinematography, if nothing like step, like is coming to my mind, that means it was all serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did its job. Mute, it didn't distract. I would like to have to go back and I guess that would be something I'd probably pay more attention to in a second viewing. Well, according to the trailer, you can buy the album soon. So Ooh. maybe you could do that. Maybe I could do that. And let's talk about the technical side of things. The effects. I think that's definitely a, a highlight of the film. Like you, like we're the, talking about the trailer, the elf caught in the wall. That shit was that cool. Was, yeah. It was nice to get that an explanation cool. as to why that was happening. Why? Happened, but yeah, but even if it didn't, it was like, that was that was probably the most shadow running shadow run looking thing in the entire movie. Yeah. I love the, the spell effects. I love to see like, like the, the corpses that are left behind, like that burning skeleton look. That was really cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, why does the, so why think, is the wand drippy? I never understood that. That's one thing that bothered me. The wand looks okay. Is, it looks fine, but it's like she touches it and it like has jizz on it or something. <laughs> there's something, there's something else that I've seen that did a similar effect to that with their um their you know the the magical device and I, I think it's you know just represents like the maybe like the sheer amount of power that's you know contained in this one 
you know, That'd be small very object. annoying. It's like, ah, oh, I got on my hand again. It's so <laughs> thick and viscous. It's cooler than a Harry Potter wand. That's true. Do you think it has a unicorn hair in the center or, or maybe a so. phoenix feather? <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about what about the uh, the centaur cops? Yeah, that was kind of a nice little surprise, honestly, because besides the orcs, the elves, and you also see the um, the fairies, the fairy, which are uh, annoying, apparently like little bugs. Mm -hmm. The centaur cops. I was like, OK, yeah, this is cool. I like the centaur cops. <laughs> I would completely fine with that. Yeah. Um. I don't know anything was so like over the top with the effects. Um, her, I, I, hard to tell a whole lot. I think this was mostly the, CG. Well, I want to go back to the um, the in the store that whole mm -hmm. that whole um, sequence. I thought was really yeah. pretty cool, actually. Um, if you have if you didn't watch the movie, uh, they get in a fight at a convenience store, a gas station. Um, because they're waiting for backup to arrive basically, but the, ba the bad elves, and honestly, I don't <laughs> know any elves that are good. So hello, elf racism. Uh, I, they are waiting and they get ambushed and they have a fight in this, this, uh, convenience store. And it was pretty cool. Actually, the guy gets hit by a car. They yeah, shoot up some yeah. freaking aerosol spray cans and those explode. Um, there was a couple of different things, uh, and I thought that all looked pretty good. And I would have to imagine that some of that was practical, which is nice because nobody wants yeah. to see, you know, CGI car hit a CGI person in a real world setting that looks terrible. So uh, I think they made some smart, smart decisions with the effects there. Yeah, a I little heavy, all went well. a little heavy on the glare, though, on the the uh, <laughs> the the. Um, J.J. Abrams Star Trek lens flares, Ooh. but other than that, yeah. um, as far as honestly, I don't have much to say about editing. Our last topic, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, mean, I think we kind of we kind of talked about that with like the the slow start and the, the changes that we would make to uh, to that specific um, sequence. So there's that. Um, you know, do you think? Um, I mean, do you think that you're interest and enjoyment with Shadowrun, like do you think that do you yes think, like, <laughs> I like a big part of why you enjoy this i mean do you think yeah. you would still enjoy this film if you weren't already like enthralled with that that world well that's why i said i have i find it hard to believe that somebody who wasn't really interested in sci-fi or fantasy would just watch this movie and be like yeah i actually liked it i mean i'm sure there are people out there but not too many uh i have i don't I don't think I would give it as much of a pass if I didn't already, if I wasn't predisposed, if I didn't like Shadowrun and everything else was the same, I probably still would have liked it. Um, cause I don't think it relied too heavily on a Shadowrun feeling, but for the most part, you know, I, I would say it's decent. It's worth a watch if you're bored. Cause I had fun with it. It's yeah. a little long, but I had fun yeah. with it. Yeah, I was surprised because I thought the way some people were talking, I was like, oh, this movie stinks. I'm not going to like it. And then I, you know, by the time I got done, I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Like, I didn't yeah. expect to, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And I'm sure my, my Shadow One, Shadow Run influence plays a part with that as well. But I, you know, it, it has some else, solid things nothing, going on. Yeah, and if nothing else, the Shadowrun thing just gets me used to that idea of of a a typical high fantasy 
characters being introduced into a more modern, you know, setting. Yeah, you that's don't really get that what, a lot. That's, <laughs> that's really all the Shadowrun prepares you for. So, um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it definitely gets a thumbs up for me. I'm assuming it's a thumbs up. Yeah, for you as well. Me too. I mean, um, it's not. It's again, it's not perfect. There are plenty of things wrong with it, but I was expecting, you know, um, something much worse than yeah. what we got. I, I think, you know, I, I want stuff like this to succeed because I want I like Netflix taking chances on more varied uh, settings and things like that for for films of this nature. Um, yeah, I want more. Especially I want more. And not that this is so much sci fi, but I want, you know, more sci fi in a way like we know what we've got coming out this week and another possible Netflixation film that we talked that you showed me that come, coming out later this month called oh, yeah. mute you know yeah, yeah. we got altered carmen um, altered carmen and you know i just want i want to see some more things of this of this of this realm to continue so that that is bright it gets thumbs up for both of us if you haven't watched it make sure you check it out don't listen i mean don't take the critics for you know for the be all end all. I mean, I think um, a lot of the critics, like I read a couple of critic reviews and they're like very like, it's like they had an agenda against this movie from the start. So, I mean, is you it going to be, you kind of have to get it. You kind of have to yeah. get it a little. If I was coming in as a critic who only liked movies and didn't like any particular, you know, wasn't a nerd, I guess this movie's probably not going to be for a yeah. critic. And that's okay. This movie is no I Frankenstein. Okay, it is no I Frankenstein. <laughs> Thank God, because if I had to watch another one of those, he never died. He never did he never end died. up dying. It's not that movie either. <laughs> <laughs> those so, are just fun to mock, at least. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Check out Bright if you haven't. It, it gets the flex supposed recommendation, and uh, yeah, we'll come back with another Netflixation next month. But now we've done some talking. We need to recover a bit before we proceed with the show. It's time to pick an overclocked remix. I and play it. I was really hoping you, you were going to say, we've done some talking. Now it's time for rocking. Let's do some. Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, numero four, Jason. I close, I close my OC Remix website. Way to go. Oh, my God. And I was organizing. But I'm told that numero four is from Sonic the Hedgehog, and that is correct. Our remix tonight is from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. It's called Chromed Gadgetry. We have a bunch of people involved. Uh, Leandro Abru, Andre Pasteur, Hilton Lima, Leo Quintel, and Marco Lima. Uh, this is what song we got from Sonic Three. Uh, I don't see. Else, if I go to details, um, yeah, I don't see what's what is the. I'm not sure what song from Sonic that's actually sampling. It's, By uh, the way, Chrome Gadget Zone. Oh, so that is that that is actually the uh, the name. Okay, that yeah. is that is the name from the level. Okay, uh, again, this is Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog Three, released in 1994 by Sega on the old Genesis. It was a favorite of mine. Um, so yeah, we're gonna play this remix, and if you want to find it and many many more, you can check out ocremix.org. Again, this is Chromed Gadgetry. And it's OC Remix, so we'll play the remix. It's three and a half minutes of fun, and we'll be back for some what you plan. Thank you. 
<laughs> ah, the lovely repeat music option. I, Fubar I can't wait is for, pissing me off, man. What's Fubar gonna do when I say it's time for what you plan? Uh, that's a good question. Let's find out. <laughs> that was a Sonic Three one for you, because our song came from Sonic Three. You tied it in there. I did. I also had to. I was like, "Oh shit, that's right. I got to do that yet." Ah! Ah! Hey, Matt, Matt and I learned how to take music from YouTube and insert into videos using iMovies today at work. Matt, do you want to start editing all our stuff? We'll make you a producer. <laughs> Just say yes. We'll give you a pension. I like pension. Maybe. Pension. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So, what's your playing time, Lucas? Let's. You got sure. the lead, my friend. What have yeah. you been playing? Well, you know, yeah. it's it. It's interesting that you ask me this because uh, Final Fantasy VII has basically been taking up my entire time, all of my life. I'm dedicated to this thing. Uh, Final Fantasy is love. Final Fantasy is life. Seven mm -hmm. specifically. Um, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm way past the point where I have any any like inkling or clue as to what the hell is going on in the story things are getting crazy jason um like i guess spoilers i mean i have a oh, hard no, time we're spoil a 20 year old game <laughs> i know but like look how long it took me to play it right so i guess that's the only reason why i say that but um i don't know like cloud okay so you have your main character cloud right and he, yeah. uh, the, the, the word on the street is that he is a clone of, of Sephiroth that, um, a scientist that you're already familiar with has created. And they do a pretty good job of like making it convincing that that might actually be the case that he might actually be a, um, a clone. And so this breaks this breaks cloud, the main character that you play as. And I don't know. I just find that really interesting because you don't play a lot of games where uh, you don't play a lot of role playing games where the main character has like a breakdown. Basically, um, you'll, you'll get that in, in action RPGs a lot, but JRPGs, I feel like typically like the main character is just kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're normal, whoever just kind of basically the person that fills in for you. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't know, I just, I just found it to be a lot more interesting than I thought it would. And like that whole, that whole journey, um, has been really interesting to me. Uh, it's not something that, again, it's not something that you see a lot in, in games, especially that type of game, no. but uh, of course, I got past the part where um, you see this, and I you have to look at the uh, <laughs> you have to look at the uh, stream because when it pops up, because so the big part in this in this game is that a character that you can play in as your party dies, and if you'll notice. God, I haven't seen those graphics in a long time. Oh if you'll my notice, God. Sephiroth. Is standing in the background now. The difference between the PS, the uh, the PS1 version and the computer version is that for some reason they were apparently going to 
edit in mouths. Like you can see Cloud has a mouth and you can see yeah. that Sephiroth has a mouth. These do not yeah. animate at all. <laughs> so, so he's just got that, his mouth. So he's just got time. this dumb gaped ass mouth. He just, uh, the whole time. <laughs> and like you, <laughs> you just, the most, I would, I mean, arguably the most, um, the most emotional part of the game. And then you see that after the FMV with Sephiroth going, uh, in the background. So, you know, I remember playing that though. And that even though in the in-game engine graphics were like, this is amazing. Even though they were, they're super blocky now, but back then it was like, gosh, I hope the remake is any good. And I hope it actually like delivers for people, but uh. yeah, me too. Because it, I mean, I don't know. There's just a, there's a charm. There's a character about this one that, there's I a think- great story there. Like I was telling you, like I played this game when I was like 14. So it's crazy. Like how much of like the, some of the story that was probably like over my over head, head, even at that point. So I'd be interested yeah. in how much better I would understand a lot of it, you know, going back to well, it now. I always remember hearing about, so like going back to um, him being a clone, that's not true. That's just lies spread by Sephiroth. And what actually happened, and what I remember is this character Zach. Like you hear about this character Zach. So what happens is basically Cloud has been lying about being in Soldier, which is you know the highest, like the highest rank you can get as an officer in Shinra or the Shinra. Um, and he's been lying about it because because um, Zach, uh, Zach and Sephiroth went back to his hometown. They were going in to to investigate something, and that's when Sephiroth went crazy, and he killed Zack, and uh, Cloud, as a regular soldier at that time, basically took his sword and his identity and started – that's when he started lying about being a soldier. Basically stole Zack's life. And I remember hearing about that, but now it all makes sense because, um, you know – Tifa, the other the other character in your party, she helps him regain who he really is. But he struggles for a long time because he can't remember his past. Was was Cloud from Nibelheim as well? Yes, he actually was because so he actually was okay. They have I guess that's, what I couldn't remember. It's like he and Tifa did actually grow up together. Yeah, but, but they do a good job of making you feel like it might not be true. Um Yeah, so that was one of the things that led him to remember that he actually is a real person. Um, Will you remember <laughs> Yes, exactly. So uh, all that to say, just really enjoying it. The story is, um, you know, batshit crazy, but it's still fun, and it, it makes sense for the most part. I will say this. I am following a walkthrough. Um, I, I hate to say that because I do not understand how anybody would have played this game without one in, back in the day because it is – there are parts where you're just like – how would I ever know that? Or how long would I have, I have spent searching to find some of this stuff? Hey, if you want to drive to my mom's house, I probably still have the Prima strategy the guide Prima. on my bookshelf. <laughs> so you had one too. So uh, Yeah, it came with my pre-order. Oh, they knew you were going to need it. They were like, oh, these dumb Americans, they're going to need a walkthrough for this game. It's true though. I feel like I need a walkthrough for every game. I mean, if you really <laughs> want to do all like just to find like – to find out the sheer number of side quests and items that stuff throws at you. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's different in a game like this where it's all numbers based. Like, do you have the ultimate weapon for your characters and all this other stuff? When it comes to something like Witcher three, 
I don't mind my experience being what my experience actually was. If I miss something, then I'm okay with that. But we're beyond the point where some of the game is padded by trying to figure out how to get, you know, the ultimate weapons for your characters and leveling everybody up and all that other stuff. Here's all you need to do for Final Fantasy VII. Just get the 2X cut material on your main, on your uh, attack, it. which eventually Got you get em. to 4X. You get 4X cut. Then Leveling it out. Knights of the Round Don't with got W Summon, which lets you summon it twice. Then you get Mime, which lets you each character mimic it. And then pretty soon you're, you're summoning Knights of the Round twice, each character... And then it's healing you for 9999 with each time, too. And then if you die, it also will use a phoenix down and bring you back to life. So. Oh, okay. Well, so what you're saying is I don't even need to play the game. Based, at that point, it just plays itself. You yeah. just press one well, button and you, you wait for everything to, to die. You just have to be willing to sit there through the five-minute animation oh, that my is God. the Knights Summon. You know, I will say a lot of the summons are kind of worthless. Like, once you start getting the, the level three spells, I feel like summons are just a really long-ass way to... To do like fire two, for instance, when you yeah. could be casting. What was fire the higher two? version? Is it is it Neo Bahamut or Bahamut That's, Zero? I can't remember. Uh, Bahamut Zero is what is the third variation. Which which is the one where he, he like he flies up in the sky and then he shoots it down into Earth? Is that I think that's, that's Zero. Uh, I think that's it? the original Bahamut. Because that was cool. Like the Neo one is where he's like red, right? And he like the whole. Everything just melts away as he. I haven't attacks. used it yet because it's like two hundred magic points. Wow! <laughs> uh, but I just if, got uh, it. If you're going to play Final Fantasy three slash Final Fantasy six next. Um, how Savenia? I don't know why that it sounded like that for some reason. Like I was just going to do Lion King. Uh, no, I think I'll probably do nine next, and then possibly eight, and then I'll probably go back and do the old ones. Uh, or eight the remake, I guess. Because the, the card game in 8 was awesome, but the rest of that game sucks. I'm sorry, I'm not a fan. But, but Squall. Squall. <laughs> Squall Adam, Adam's brother. Wussy. That's true. That's, well, that explains a lot then, because uh, <laughs> they've inherited <laughs> traits from each other. Um, so, no, no, no. Don't be a hater. 8 is fine. It's not as good as 7. Like, how do you follow 7? I mean, really. They probably I did like the character, like the the direction they want the character design and they try to make it more realistic and everything. And that yeah. was cool, but it's weird to see like three different versions of cloud and, and some of the other characters. Cause you have the, the normal version that you see the like little chibi version. And then you see the regular version that, uh, that you will see in FMVs and on the battle screen, which looks good. But then you'll also see like in FMVs every once in a while, <laughs> there'll be the overworld version of the chibi version. So in FMV, it looks weird. Any, you're not getting any support for Final Fantasy VIII in the chat. They're, everyone's standing against you. Oh, that's fine. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I don't think I should skip it. I mean, it's it might be bad in retrospect. I never, I never finished it. I didn't finish it or nine. I got to the very end of both games. And I just never finished them. I think I got the farthest in that game. And isn't there a queen like? Towards the end yeah. of the desk, there's like some queen bitch. And I was too much of a homer a for Final Fantasy VII, and it blinded my judgment and everything else. Like I said, how do you follow that one up? I honestly, going back and playing Final Fantasy VII, I don't think I played it as far as I thought I did. I think I just mm. remember seeing it from other people playing it, uh, like John, uh, yeah. childhood friend. And I remember seeing him play it, and I think that's why I know some of these scenes. Because yeah. the in-between, I mean, really I'm just like, talk. what the hell? Like weird stories in JRPGs, Xenogears. That story is messed up. Oh god, Xenogears. 
was cool. But uh, I would, I would, I would, I would pay fifty dollars for a remaster of Xenogears. I would, heck, I would pay fifty dollars for an HD touch-up. Now we need a remaster. Yeah, I was going to say. Unfortunately, with a lot of these games, the backgrounds are all pre-rendered, so they were making them six forty by four eighty for televisions. They can't really scale that up. Sad part is yeah. that half that stuff, all those assets are deleted by now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, other than one other game, that's kind of my my main squeeze right now. And I, I'm I'm mainlining it pretty hard, so I think I'll be done with it by next week. Um, so I'll, I'll give my final overview of it and see if I actually just have rose-tinted glasses or if it stands the, the test of time and is actually just as every bit as good as everyone remembers when they played it when they were 13 or whatever. Uh, real quick, two movies. Uh, Stephen King flicks, as a matter of fact. I watched 1922, Oof. which was pretty good. Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a movie that you already know where it's going, but you watch it just kind of to see how it plays out. But you kind of yeah. already know what it's going to happen. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I thought the acting was good. It definitely feels like a um, Stephen King novel. You get that gotcha. feeling just the way because the character talks in his head and narrates he a little stole bit. My story. <laughs> it's not like I, I would say that it might be better than that movie. Uh, and then <laughs> yes, Gerald's game. I started it, but that one's quite is that a like bit Bender's longer. Game? No, it's nothing. That this is a hard watch because you learn things in the middle of the movie that uh, are a little uncomfortable, and uh, it's like two hours. So I've kind of watched it half of it and i need to watch the other half because uh i i was like it was 11 o'clock i was like oh i i could watch a movie and then i got tired and was like i'm not staying up long enough to finish this so um i'm gonna i'll watch the rest of it and talk about that one after um i haven't got that far josh um uh there's definitely parts unless i'm misinterpreting what's what he's talking about but there's definitely parts that are that are really gross. And there's also parts that are disturbing on an emotional level, but I do want to talk about, and I want to show, um, while I talk about it, a trailer for an anime. Yes, that's right. The guy who says all the time that he hates anime. Uh, Wait, this is like one of your Japanese animes. It, it's exactly like one of my Japanese animes because, um, I watched, uh, Sorry, let me get let me get this up above us. There we go. I watched this, two episodes of it. It's called Devilman Crybaby. And I only watched this because uh, I saw an article about how crazy it was. And it is effing crazy. The art style is a little bit weird. It's, it's anime still, but it's a little loose. And you'll kind of see that as it comes along here. Like, the characters are kind of not as detailed but animated a little bit better and it's all about um these devils that when people basically are sinning or, or doing like drugs and uh going to raves where everybody's having sex with each other out in the open and everything it's basically a typical saturday night for me but anyways um they are prone to be uh taken over by devils and that turns them into monsters but uh, this guy's brother. Oh, I know it's it's typical crazy ass Japanese weird shit. But um, I don't really know what's going on. But this dark haired guy, this devil man thing, uh, his brother lured him into one of these raves, claiming that he was doing research on this whole phenomenon. 
and I'm turned the him. Demon. I am Devil Man. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah. He says that. Uh, so mm. he, um, it's it's weird. It's interesting, but uh, I kind of got have gotten over the bad, uh, you know, the bad the bad voiceovers and everything. And I don't know. It's. Mm. It's weird as hell, and I probably will keep watching it because there's only one season, and I don't know. I, I it's mm. just it's weird enough that I am intrigued by it. So until there's until something happens that turns me off from it, I'll probably finish the ten or so whatever um, episodes that there are. And again, okay. I want to stress, I'm okay. not I'm not an anime fanboy okay. or anything. Uh, lastly. Uh, is a game that we're both going to talk about because um, we both have it now. We do. We both have it now, and uh, I'll, I'll give it over to you, man. Thanks to Mr. Josh Brown, if you listened to the podcast last week. He was like, these schmucks are never going to play this. I'm just going to force their hand. And <laughs> I've he heard the show. Us. They never play anything new. Yeah, he was awesome enough, to, thanks again, Josh, to gift us copies of Cuphead, uh, both for Xbox and Steam, uh, respectively. And we we jumped right in. I started playing, I think, well, I had to download it that first night. So I think I started playing the next day. And, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I really know next to little about Cuphead, except people talk about the difficulty. Um, I wasn't familiar with the gameplay. It's play, the Dark Souls you know. of uh, uh, boss battle platformers. <laughs> like, I wasn't familiar that, like, the bulk of this game is basically, you know, essentially boss boss rush. Almost. I mean, I mean, that's the, the main. Yeah. You have a couple of levels sprinkled here and there, but those are just for yeah. getting money, basically. Right. And you're just fighting bosses. And I I like I will say the, the difficulty is hard, but I don't think it's ever like unforgiving enough where I want to like throw the controller and never play again. Because with each death, I feel like I've learned I've learned something with each death, like why it happened and what I need to do differently. And I think what Cuphead really does is it's it's all about sleight of hand. That's what mm -hmm. Cuphead, like the way Cuphead tries to do is so much is to get you focused on one part of the screen so it can kill you from another part of the screen. With the other like, things, yeah. It's like bullet that, hell, what, basically. Yeah, that's like what it does so hard because it really gets you to like laser focus on one, one thing and then it's going to throw something else. And when you can finally like are familiar enough with an area where you can just kind of zone out and take in the whole picture – you're going to have success. Um, I don't know. I'm on the second world. I don't know how many bosses I've defeated at this point. I think I can't even guess. I mean, quite a few. Um, there was one that I didn't think I was ever going to beat, and I finally did. And then again, I was, I was playing one of the, uh, the flying sections and I was struggling with that, struggling with that. And then I got a perfect on him. So I was like, Oh, okay. Now I'm at a really bastard running. Was that gun the genie? Level. Yeah, yeah, we got I'm on that guy. Genie. Oh my god. I, um, wow. I've I had a running gun section, and it's just been a real pain in the butt because it's got you switching between right side up and upside down, and then there's some like tracking. It, it's just really, I'm like at three quarter. I think it's like three quarters of the way. That's where I keep dying. That's what one thing I like too. When you die, you know, you get that little progress bar that shows you how oh, far man. into the boss fight or yeah. how far into the level you made it. <laughs> It really seems like your weapon selection really can make a big difference with in in fights. Oh, for sure. Well, I had that with the flower guy because I was using the lob the lob grenade yes, thing. Yes, I was trying that the too, triple. and it just didn't work. As soon yeah, as I switched, 
when yeah, because when he does the vine thing, you're more often than not you're stuck in the back two rows and nothing will you reach. So him. you got to switch. Yeah, which I yep. didn't like. You were saying I didn't know that I I just thought you had the same attack throughout the entire game. I didn't know you had like super moves and all that other stuff. So when I found that out, I I was really glad because it gives it a little bit of a. You feel like you can customize your loadout a little bit. Um, yeah depending on how, what you equip yourself with. And I was also, I don't know why I was surprised by this, but I was surprised when one of the first bosses, I think it was the frogs that do the, the, um, uh, yeah, the slot machine. Yeah. I realized they're not going to go, even if their, their transformations go in a, the same order. Sometimes what attacks they use will be randomized. So like, mm -hmm. or with the genie, like the first attack is always the same. He opens up this chest and something happens. But it could be one of three things, and it's never the yeah. same. So yep. even though you're learning things, you have to learn those three attacks yeah. individually. Like sometimes and move he, on. it was repetitive. Like with that genie, I I was getting the same attack almost every time, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it started switching. I was like, what? Yeah. That that's the one thing. My one one of my one qualms I have with it is I get so sick of hearing the same three taglines for the at start the of, of the fight. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, me too. You know? Especially things if you are die really lot, heating you're just, up. <laughs> you're just like. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I can, I, there's definitely times when I, when I, I can only play it in short spurts. Like it depends. Like, cause I, sometimes That's I mean, I played I play it for it. like, I played it for like 45 minutes and I killed a boss, you know, <laughs> That's what it felt like. Cause yeah. it took, you know, it took that much, but I mean, I'm definitely having success with it. I, I think my lowest score is a B. I mean, I've got a lot of A's in my, my rankings, but it's just, it's just fun to, to play it. It looks gorgeous. I mean, yes, the, the visuals are awesome. The soundtrack that like people said is awesome. I'm looking forward to we'll use Parsec and we'll try some co-op on mm -hmm. on PC. Um, but it's been a great game, you know, definitely deserving of the accolades it's gotten. Um, it's been a really fun game to play and I can't wait to to finish it off. Um, and see how much of a painstakingly difficult uh, endeavor that is. But with the devil at the end the devil. And, the, and the dice king. But. It's been a great game. I'm really, I'm really happy with it. I mean, you know what else has probably been a great game? Because I read what? an article about it. Is your next? Is your next thing? My next one. Well, I read an my article next... about it today, so I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Oh, okay. Well, my next game I'm talking about is the only other thing I played this week. Yeah, I played Xbox almost exclusively this week. I played more Xbox this week than in the entire time I've had the Xbox. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't display that... correctly on your TV. Well, I actually moved it. I moved my Xbox here to my desk, and then um, oh. I now have an HDMI. I have an HDMI, uh, blah, 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 an HDMI mm. converter. So uh, because my monitor doesn't do HDMI audio, so I have this converter box, which then converts my HDMI to HDMI and audio. So then I have um, a three and a half millimeter audio cable connected to my PC, which is what I use for my switch to get audio too. I just moved that plug going into the line in on my PC. So when I play an Xbox, I'm getting the audio through my PC and then I'm using the Xbox app to party chat oh through my, my PC, but it works. It works yeah. flawlessly. Um, yeah. It's just crazy how many HDMI cables I have. Cause I have the H I have HDMI coming out of the Xbox into the converter, a cable going out of the converter into my, my three my three way cable split that then goes into my monitor because I have like a, a tri cable selector so I can swap mm. between three different inputs on my monitor. It's a mess, but 
The game I used to play was Sea of Thieves, which had a closed beta this past week. It's actually ending tomorrow for anyone that was already in it or pre-ordered the game, um, which I did pre-order it because I wanted to get the beta access. Now Microsoft has announced all these changes to their Game Pass service. Predominantly, Sea of Thieves is going to be available day one when it launches on Games Pass. It's like, well, why am I keeping this pre-order? Why am I going to pay $60 for Sea of Thieves when I can pay a monthly fee and just play it via Game Pass when it yeah, comes out? then not feel so, bad about it when you stop playing right, it. Right, so that's what I'm going to do because with Sea of Thieves, it's really... Um, for those of the people not familiar, Sea of Thieves is an online... Uh, multiplayer pirate game where it's basically very uh, open gameplay, very much emergent gameplay. You can team up with a crew of up to four, uh, up to four players, I believe, and set sail and do all sorts of piratey things. I mean, you you basically can do what you want, but I mean, the main goal is um, you have different um, harbors you'll check into and there's i don't know if, there, if there'll be because you're get a very limited option in the beta i'm assuming we're going to have different factions that you can earn reputation with but you you buy uh quests essentially for them and you'll have to go out and you know you'll it'll have some vague clues like where this island is and so you have to go out look at your charts find the island sail to the island and then you have like a uh description of what you have to do to find the treasure and it'll be like look for the look for the sun rock, take 20 paces and Northwest and dig. And literally, so it's just like a pirate, you know, take your count your steps mm-hmm. and then you're digging for the treasure, find it, dig it up, put it on your boat and you can sell it back for money. And then um, with that gold you earn, you can unlock, you can buy other items. You can buy different like uh, clothing to wear. Uh, I believe you'll be able to upgrade your ship, customize it, things of that nature. You know, we saw a very limited, um, snippet of this inside the the beta so i'm really interested to see because everything all the missions we could do were like go find x buried treasure you know so i think we're going to see more variants in the mission types and things of that nature and okay uh, um when we were playing i played with two different groups um i only ran into other players one time um the first time it was just one person and while the three of us were on the island our fourth player went and stole that person's boat and then sunk it (laughs) and then the other time we were, I was playing, we had with four of us, we had a pretty large boat, and we were, I think we were only going against two people. So they had a much smaller vessel, which was much more, which much, uh, was a lot quicker in the water, could turn much faster. But we had a naval battle with them. So we we're firing cannons, and it was, it was awesome. But I mean, the game looks great. It's got this really cool um, art style to it. The water looks gorgeous when you're out there on the, on the water, and like it's storm and the boat's rocking. It's crazy. Like the hmm. visuals, I mean, it, it, for me, it's like I'm inside of Monkey Island. You know, that's what oh, it feels yeah, like. Yeah. To me. So it, it, it really catches a, a tone with me because it's not it's not realistic. You know, it's it's, it's partially it's, you know, stylized and it has mm-hmm. this like this slightly, you know, um, caricature look of re- the real world. And for me, it's, it's just like Monkey Island. It's great. I mean, there's you've got grog on your boat. You can get drunk and you stumble around. Then you start projectile and vomiting everywhere. And you can get you can get puked, you can get puked on like Bobby Paul's the Nintendo Guru puked on me. All of a sudden, my screen was covered in vomit and I couldn't see anything because I had been puked on. But you That's have to it just it promotes cooperation. You know, if everyone has a job to do on the boat, you have someone that's you know steering um, at the from the the helm, and then you got to be lower in the sail. Someone's got to be be you know a lookout and keep track of the water and what's going on and you're not going to hit anything i mean it's just it's yeah lucas has got some gameplay up right now i mean it was just it it was just 
it was some of the most fun I've had playing a game in a while. Like that first night I booted it up. Um, I just had planned to check it out. And then I, I jumped in a group with um, Sean Capri, Bobby Pauls and uh, Joseph Moran. And I played till one in the morning with those guys. And it was just, it was so much fun. And I think that's the key of this game. Um, well, I think you can have some fun going around solo being like a, being a spoiler and, and doing things that grieving other players. But so much of this game is going to depend on like the group you're playing with, you know, and yeah. having fun with those people. And um, so that's, that's going to be the kind of issues like how long is, you know, <laughs> how long am I going to be interested in doing that? Cause if I can't get the same group, you know, we can't, if we can't, you know, meet up regularly, we're playing at opposite times. That's going to be a bit of a downer, but like I played with Josh, yeah. I played with Josh and Donnie and Q from the PSVG crew. And we had, it, it, unfortunately the servers went down uh, for main. And so we barely got to play. And when we were playing, it was a little, it was a little buggy, but um, I don't know. I think it's just got, it's basically a, a canvas for you to have some fun with. And I really think, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Kyle was there too. Um, thanks Josh. Um, I just look <laughs> really looking forward to like seeing more of this world and being, cause like, it's like cartoony pirates, you know, it's something I haven't played in forever. And, yeah. and for me, much like bright was so fun for me because of Shadowrun. I think this is so fun for me because of monkey Island. And that has a really, that's like, yeah, a game that, definitely. That's a game I mean, from my childhood that I really enjoy. So the colors kind of, specifically really make it. Yeah. Feel. The color palette. Like we were, when I was playing the one point, you know, we're sailing and all of a sudden we were, we had a bunch of holes in the boat from a crash we started taking on water, no way to realize it. And the water was all the way up almost to our, our it was up to their second level. So you got to like grab the buckets and we're bailing water. And then I was like swimming underneath into the hull of the boat and repairing the hull underwater, coming back up from air, going back down in there. It was just, it's just a lot of fun. So who's I, in charge of swapping the deck though? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but there is going to be a problem with this game because it was, it's happening in the beta when like, because you can be, you can have matchmaking and join as a random with other players. Yeah. When that random showed up in a group of like three other players, they would just put them in the brig. You can you can vote to put someone in the brig, and then you're just locked in a cell at the bottom of the boat, and you can't do anything. Aww. You're just locked. You're just locked. You're in jail essentially. Now you can just leave the game and you know join something else. But yeah, then you true. can shoot people out of cannons. I mean, it was just. It was yeah, just they just fun, did that. So. They just did that in the the video, and it was a good shot. I find it interesting that uh, you know it's a maximum of four in the group, which is nice because then you don't run into like a fully ten man crewed uh, right, boat and you only right. have four people yep. or whatever. So I'm I'm expecting that we'd have more run ins with other players in the full game. Um, it's it is going to have PC and Xbox cross play, I believe. So if I do buy it on Xbox, I can play it anywhere. So um, I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to it, and I wonder. It, it almost be worth it, Lucas. I bet you you can get the game. I don't. Uh, Josh, how much is Josh and Cal are in the chat? How much is Game Pass per month? Is that is it ten dollars or is it fifteen dollars a month? But to have one of you guys. Well, um, is it for? Are you saying it's for Windows Ten as well? Yeah. Oh shit. So I wonder if you could get you could buy it, get the Game Pass version, and then just try it out on PC. Ten dollars a month. So that's not bad. That's how much I pay for Movie Pass, and I'm hardly using that right now. So, and you can get Josh says you can get three months for twenty five bucks. So, Ooh. so that was that was my logic. I'm going to take the sixty dollars that I would have spent on this game, and I'm just going to turn that into how many months of Game Pass instead. So, yeah, and then you might get something else that you didn't get a chance to play, but now you can. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I just don't know again, how, how long it's going to be something I'll play, but I think for the price of game pass, it's definitely worth the, you know, trying out for a couple months. So yeah, um, for sure. The worst question comes to is, worst, you know, it sucks and then you don't, you're not really invested yeah. in it. I mean, it's hard to say because this is a beta. So I, I've seen some, I've seen some articles out there too. And I just like, yeah, I think people are grasping it a lot from, from, uh, from a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, this is just like a small offering of what this game can do. It'll be think, really fun at the beginning, but then toward like, as you play it more, it's like that, that feeling wears off and right. it's like, okay, I mean, what, what I got from this is like how much fun we had running around rust with, with Rendo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And some of those wacky things we were doing that that's what this game was like for me. It, it captures that same feeling because you just have that openness of being able to just do whatever. And mm-hmm. I think being able to customize and things like that, it's, it's going to have a lot of fun. And I'm just looking like for me, like find sailing to these islands and it like, Josh would have the map, for example, and he's like, okay, we got to find this. And then literally inside the game, you can hold up the map and show it to the other players. So then you can see the, what, That's funny. You know, what's going on and stuff like that. It's just really cool. Um, uh, Josh points out, I did play Halo 5 as well. Um, I'll talk about that some other time because for uh, time's sake, I want to get to uh, the community grab bag. So Sea of Thieves, Cuphead, great games. Looking forward to playing more of those both. With that said, it's time to do the community grab bag because we're we're running running a little long and we got to wrap up the show so it's getting long in the tooth isn't it jason as they say nope yeah nobody wants that and we got a lot of questions nah. to hit up tonight so perfect um, perfect starting right off with speak of the devil josh bones himself my off-the-wall question is where do you stand on the xfl and would that opinion change if you found out that trump is getting involved in it hashtag butts <laughs> hashtag he hate me um, I think right now is the, I think if there's any chance for another league to succeed, I think now is the perfect time. A, because there's a lot of public opinion like against the NFL and just a lot of the decisions they make and how they run the league. Um, I think there's also some um, dissent amongst players with how the NFL is run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with where t- technology is and streaming and social media, I think something like the XFL can be a lot more popular because of that. You know, you can reach people more than just, you know, from one simple like TV network, television broadcast, you know, yeah. deal, which what they had back then. Um, so I welcome it. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2020 to see what we'll get. Um, the, the main thing is here is, you know, they have to put an entertaining product on the field. I mean, let's face it. The XFL was not good football. You know, and the the talent caliber really showed, and so that's going to be interesting to see is like what <laughs> we're going to get there. When is the season going to take place? Because you can't like you couldn't have it start before the NFL because then players that were going to try to possibly make it in the NFL aren't going to be risk injury playing in the XFL. Yeah, that's true. Um, Lucas, what I mean, I've rambled a bit. What's your opinion on it? I mean, well, I'm. I, I guess I'm fine with it. Like you said, it's got to be entertaining. I do say, I mean, I feel like with professional sports that if we have a if we have a team here in state, I have to root for them. I, just, I mean, who else am I going to root for, right? Where here, I can just at the beginning of it, I can just pick whatever team I like the the jersey of or whatever, yeah. and I can just start rooting for them. So it's kind of nice to like see the beginning of something. Missouri Mudrats, that's my team. <laughs> um, 
it's nice to see the beginning of something and <clears throat> you can just jump in wherever you really want to. Uh, if Trump was involved with it, I would immediately stop watching, though. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. I mean, I don't see how I think that could even happen because with it, well, let's face it, I, I guess I shouldn't rule that out because you would think with him being the president of the United States, he wouldn't, but you never know. Well, he was like, on uh, wrestling that one time, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want Trump to be involved with it whatsoever. Uh, but apparently, though, the Stance McMahon has said that their politics would be not involved in this whatsoever. So I think from that point alone, hopefully we won't ever see that Oompa Loompa anywhere, anywhere close by. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Kevin Austin. Uh, he showed a, shared a gif of Michael Jackson to give you the context. Out of all the tracks, I think Don't Stop Till You'll Get Enough is my favorite. What is your favorite Michael I, Jackson song? I was going to say, I didn't need context. I could see, I knew <laughs> what he was talking about. And you won't stop, won't stop till you get enough. Uh, you know, I thought about it. I think Billie Jean. You know, that's not Billie Jean. Oh, yeah, it is. No, let's beat it. Beat it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, you know, when you're trying to remember them and you don't they really, you haven't heard. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Billie Jean, what about you? Beat it? I mean, can it, does Jackson 5 still count? No. Because he was Michael being Jackson. whipped by his dad and. <laughs> was forced to dance and such, so I don't think that counts. Uh, then mine is going to be the the classic anthem from the greatest movie of my childhood, Free Willy. Oh God, Hold Man me. in the Mirror. Clearly, remember it well. <laughs> I don't even know the words. That's my answer. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Double F twenty eighteen at Fred French twenty seventeen says. Here's a question, since I'm sitting here eating some. Ooh, Man in the Mirror is a good one, though, too. Uh, sitting here eating some. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Uh, easy. The uh, Tagalongs, I think is what they call them. Oh, the peanut butter ones. All the way. Peanut butter ones, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All the way. The, coconut, the one with the coconut on top. Samoas. Is, yeah, those are close. Those are good. I, I, I don't mind just the plain old shortbread ones also, but... You know what the number one? I, I can eat all day long. Number one seller, Thin Mints. Absolutely disgusting. I don't understand. I love them, them as a kid. Put them in the freezer. Money. We used to eat them all the time as a That's kid. What Danette does one. too, and I'm, I just yeah. ugh, what? Now I'm I'll tag just be over. You can freeze your you can freeze your nasty mint cookies that taste like toothpaste, and I will be just <laughs> opening a box and eating some tagalongs like a normal person. Perfect. Uh, tagalongs is the answer. Moving forward adam leonard yep he finds a way to get into every is podcast. that squall's brother yeah that's squall lionheart's brother adam leonard adam lionheart leon um hardy t. leon hardy leon hart you have a superfluous uh, t in your name sir all right. that's all i'm gonna say uh, and he says i'm hiding in jesse waldack's rec room Lucas, if you may not be familiar, Jesse Waldeck is a co-host of the Nintendo Dads podcast. Ah, I um, wish I had Jesse's there's, girl. There's an awful lot of Cheez-It boxes in here, like mm. a freakish amount of Cheez-Its. Mm. Do you think I should eat some of these Cheez-Its? Also, do you think it's legal to secretly live in Jesse Waldeck's rec room? Well, I'll tell you one um, thing. 
brother. Ooh. I'll tell you one thing, brother. Uh, if they're not, if they're Parmesan or regular Cheez-Its, then you should eat some. If they're any of those other crazy ass flavors, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, check the dates. Make sure they're not expired, Adam. Do that oh, that's first. True. Um, yeah. In terms of legality, I mean, there are. I would check. Uh, Jesse's in Kansas City, I believe. So check the uh, squatter rules and regulations. <laughs> the local I, municipal. I'm, <laughs> I think if you've just been in there for long enough, I think you're you're basically going to be covered as, as a tenant, and um, yeah, they basically just can't remove. I you. think you can claim anything that you that that you can pick up is yours as well, because possession is nine tenths of the law. So, you know, you just pick something up and oh, it's mine now. It's in my possession. I own well, it. He obviously, has to, he has to pick up the rec room. No, he Have can pick up anything Adam? in it. Have you seen Adam's puny arms? He can't do that. They're more they're suited for drawing. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised he can pick up the pencil, let alone, you know, a Funko Pop. Uh, I will say, you know, you could always subscribe to the the idea that um, legality is it's only illegal if someone knows that you're doing it. So truth, truth. I like it. Uh, Graham, power listener, Graham. Mm-hmm. Ox 14 any game that you flat out thought looked awful which turned out to be fun once you actually tried it once you had a go at it hmm it's gonna be a tough one you, you won't believe mine okay well then awesome knots just... really you thought it was gonna be because terrible I, well I had no idea what it was I thought it was just gonna be some crappy I thought it was a single player really crappy platformer that you had like a team of people you could switch between had no idea what it was. Then I started playing the demo and I was like, or the tutorial. I was like, oh, this is like online. Okay. And then I played it. And I was like, the rest is history. It became my love affair of gaming for like two and a half years. And anytime yeah. I fired up, I could boot it up right now and I still love it. But yeah, I thought it was going to be a complete piece of trash, you know? All right. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. I mean, it's not exactly a triple a experience or anything um i guess i'd have to go with a recent one that i played uh, and beat which was the evil within um because i i thought it wasn't going to be that great i started playing it and i didn't think it was that great and then i was like i should just finish it because i i like the idea of it more than playing it i guess and then i turned the corner and i ended up like it's one of my favorite uh survival horror franchises um so I mean, uh, say what you will. That's that, and That's that. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> uh, backlog Buster Trash Turkey. At Trash Turkey. What kind of soda pop are you? I'm Tahitian Treat. Hmm. He also That's had good. a secondary question, which was, why uh, come up with another name for soda? Or pop, name our own, but I'm just gonna go with the first one because I was too lazy to record it. Oh, I call it fatty juice. So, because <laughs> <laughs> since we're from horrible. since we're from Michigan, I have to be uh, rocking rye. You you rocking and Ryan? Yeah, I gotta celebrate that Fago connection with my ICP and my Juggalos. <laughs> nice. Because Kevin Austin's a Juggalo, but you didn't know that. Everyone so knows he does, red. So he does on his weekend. Everyone knows Red Pop is where it's at. So Moon Mist. Moon Mist. Yes. Uh Doctor Oh God, what was the um knockoff Dr. Doctor Pop. Pepper? 
Was it Dr. Pop? That was the one that was sold at Save a Lot. Oh, God. Or um, Mountain Holler. That's another Save a Lot. Great one. I think I'm a cream soda of some sort. You know, goes down smooth. Not something like that you would typically find just out there. You know, you can't go to you can't go to a lot of um, movie theaters and just go, hey, I think I'll take the cream soda. Best you're, best you're going to get, best case scenario, root beer. But root beer is just like a second rate cream soda. Abacus and root beer. <laughs> I'm speaking beyond things that you are under that you can understand, Jason. And I, I get that. But just trust me when I say root beer is the second rate cream soda. Josh wants to know if you have a salty finish. Well, take that question for what you will. You can dip your pretzel in my cream soda and then you can find out. <laughs> <laughs> Seesaw. Uh, Mr. Matt Knight wants to know who your celebrity crush is. Um, well, depends on how much time I have to finish. No, um, well, if we're talking about men, we got to go with Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd, of course. Oh, I was, my two I, was besties. I was stunned a second. Why? Oh, because I didn't I say Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd wasn't getting mentioned. Uh, oh, it's a three way for sure. It's going to be a three way. Um, <laughs> but if we're going with women, Scarlett Johansson has always had my my fancy and i will say that as somebody who Throw doesn't poker town really really give a shit about uh celebrities and what they do and etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah you know um celebrity crush is always something i've kind of struggled with because i've never really i uh, i don't know i've never never gravitated towards one but probably um halle berry probably <laughs> if I had to give an answer, it'd be Reba McIntyre. Oh, um, uh, but probably be, uh, no, probably be honest, it'd probably be uh, Zoe Deschanel, I think. Um, that kind of makes sense because I like I like my brunettes. Yeah, I was gonna say so. similar style to your wife in a way. My wife. <laughs> that got weird, didn't it? It got it got a little weird there. <laughs> yeah, this podcast. Got I, I didn't awkward. I didn't say anything. That seemed weird, but then it kind of turned weird. And, and then that's right. She's she doesn't she never listens this far into the podcast anyway. She does anyone makes it through IRL? So oh, oh, does any, that's that's true. And our last question comes from the crazy man himself, backlog Buster <laughs> Sir, backlog underscore blues. Which state do you believe is the best state to hide mm-hmm. bodies? And I'm going to go, this is a no-brainer, because uh, Serge lives near Vegas, so I'm going to go with Nevada, because he clearly hasn't gotten caught yet. And if I had to pace, place a bet of what podcast listener out there has a crop of dead bodies in his backyard, it's going to be Serge. True. Well, you know, I assumed at the end of this, was it also said asking for a friend, you know, because you don't want to <laughs> self-incriminate. Um, oh, somebody Best beat answer. me to it. Yeah. Somebody beat me to it. Now, see... Um, I agree Florida man. with Florida because one, a bunch of shit goes down there anyway. So they ain't got time to look for one missing person. I mean, if you're going to have a dead body, you just chuck it in Florida somewhere. And two, the reason why you chuck it in Florida somewhere is because a crocodile, a crocodile or an alligator is going to come along and it's going to eat that body for you. And then problem solved. So, crocodiles? Crocodiles is the answer. Now, you don't want to... You don't want to transport a body over state lines. Mm. 
So you should probably already live in Florida. So what I'm really saying is if you live in Florida, you should be able to commit mass murder without getting caught, I guess. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Right. That's the takeaway. I like it. That concludes the grab bag for the evening. Thank you to everyone oh. who sent us a question. We appreciate them all. I do want to, as we start to begin to close out the show, I do want to bring up a fun fact. Facebook alerted to me that today, two years ago tonight, was episode 100 of Flexible. I saw that. You clicked I was on the in link. That, I, I was in that very basement of yours recording episode 100 with you. Uh, getting sloshed, Get, if I remember. Getting hammered. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, this isn't the right video. Delete. Oh, there it went. Why are there two of these? Delete, delete. Oh. Why are there none of these? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's I all need gone my, now. I need my YouTube list to be nice and tidy when I look at it. <laughs> and that's how episode 100 ceased to be. Ah, so with that, if you want to help support the show, feel free to check out patreon.com slash like these other awesome people that help make this possible each and every week. And we'd like to thank our patrons. But of course, we want to give special thanks to those these arbiters suckers. of awesomeness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I said uh, suckers, to be clear. Not <laughs> Edwin Cal, Tyler Roland, Nathan Horton, and... Of course, our ex- blah, 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 our executors of excellence. Those are words. They're hard to say. Josh Barboni, Dan Anthony, and Siri Renee. We love you all. You get a golf clap. Many golf, many golf claps to everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's thing. how we do things. So that's going to conclude episode 197 of Luxapose. Creeping ever closer. Put it in the books. We're getting closer and closer to episode 200. I don't know what we're going to do yet but I'm sure it'll be lackluster as always. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Watching. And <laughs> we'll save you a seat for the next episode. You kill of me. Flux I, I got to go to bed. I got to get up at 5 a.m. It sucks. Good night, everybody. We'll see you Bye. next time. Bye.